you know, I'm not really one to pat myself on the back, but here we are at the kickoff of the 103rd episode of The Brian Oak Show, and this is only the second or third time I've ever played anything by Queens of the Stone Age. That, I, when we started this show, I thought we were going to be hearing Queens of the Stone Age every week of I, you the know, show. I honestly thought so, too, and I do still love them. They are still my favorite band that still is touring, well as much as anybody's touring, but still making music and still very much of the modern era. And um, I don't know, it just didn't seem like the thing to do to be overly about that. So, um, but every once in a while, you need a song like that right there. That one's called The Sky is Falling Off of Lullabies to Paralyze. Or pardon me, that's off Songs for the Deaf. That is Queens of the Stone Age. We get things rolling. The 103rd episode of The Brian Oak Show as we record here in the Smart Start MN studio in historic and beautiful South Minneapolis. Minneapolis, right on 48th and Chicago. Today is an auspicious day or potentially auspicious day as today is election day. Sean, are you an early voter, a day of voter or a fuck it, none of it matters. I'm not voting at all. I'm an early in-person don't trust the mail voter. Well, which is smart. Obviously, by now, it's too late to mail your vote in. Yes. And as Election Day is here, I know a lot of people who are like, no, man, I want to be part of that historic day itself, which I totally, totally get. Sure. I mean, that'd be awesome. I just can't imagine what the socially distanced lines that take nine hours to get through are going to be. But I applaud those of you who are willing to face that level of adversity, that level of bleep, like just... In these unprecedented times, uh, it's an unusual year this year, but probably more important than ever that we actually vote. Would you agree with that, Sean? I would. And I think if you'd be willing to wait in line for six hours for your Weird Al Yankovic tickets, you should be willing to wait in line <laughs> to vote. <laughs> wait in line to see if the clown show could be over. Yeah, well, I, which, wait a minute now. I mean, we don't particularly endorse one candidate or the other on this show. Aren't we apolitical on the Brian Oak show? Yes, except for the current uh, occupant. I think what you meant to say was fuck Trump. Yeah, that's what I was trying to okay, say. Okay, <laughs> good, because that is the official the official take that we uh, that we take here on the Brian Oak show. Of course, you know, you can be on the show if you feel differently, but understand that when you step into the Smart Start MN studio, <laughs> this is a strictly fuck Trump zone. And here's the here, I think an important part, an important distinction in that is that I'm not saying fuck all conservatives. I may not agree with a conservative, a reasonable, grown-up conservative person on all of the views that they take, but I can respect the fact that we actually, like it or not, benefit both as individuals and as a society from a marketplace of ideas. I think a balance and perspective are really crucial to democracy, diplomacy, greater understanding, and progress. When I see regular, everyday conservatives capitulate to the weird cult of personality, bizarro, violent, hateful fueled future that the current leader is fomenting you're not a conservative anymore you're you're a monster and you are part of a monstrous cult and there's something fucking wrong with you unsubscribe from the brian oak show hit the fucking road hater. <laughs> goodbye we're, we're past if a regular conservative why i have friends who are conservatives yeah. and they remain on the fence because they want the supreme court so they're like well he has given us the supreme court so they seem to be willing to, willing to tolerate the fact that he said he moves on them moved on them like a bitch and grabbed them by the pussy and you have women smiling and cheering and holding up signs that they're willing to support this fucking pig 
I just don't get it. Yeah, you I, want, I'm you want exhausted. Me to stop talking right no, now. No, it's don't not you? that. It's just that I'm. I'm. Maybe I'm just one of these people, and I'm so worn out. I just heard a person the other day do the old, and you know, I knew that they were conservative, but they tried to pull the. Can you believe these are the two best candidates we have? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you can't. You can't do that false comparison yeah. of Biden and Trump. Sorry. I, yeah, I think we all agree. My favorite candidate was not Biden. No. But God, th- no. But he's, he's not, not the devil. Up the, the, my face. Oh, <laughs> no. my God. I'm so excited. But he's also not Satan incarnate. Either. He's going he's gonna to encourage you to wear a mask and instead of, you know, like hopefully just make this another year of COVID as opposed to another five to ten years of COVID. And also he's not activating... You can fuck off about Antifa. I've been I've been doing I've been looking. There's no fucking recruitment centers. There I've been actively looking for an Antifa base or group to, to sign up for. It doesn't exist. They it's, sell Antifa cookies every December. It's a, it's, it's a false <laughs> Just to narrative. compete with the Girl Scouts. <laughs> but to think that the Proud Boys or whoever else isn't being activated by the open hatred and I just it, it's okay. Shh. shh. On our last show, we talked about reasonable approaches and breathing to quiet the lizard brain and activate the frontal (laughs) cortex so that we can be rational and normal people. I guess what I meant to say by all that was please get out and vote, exercise your democratic rights, and let's try to move into a better future together. Speaking of, coming up just ahead on the Brian Oak Show, we will be talking to Richard Gill, program director of Sound Unseen, an amazing annual film festival that deals with films that deal with music. This is largely, although not exclusively, but largely a music-related podcast, and so this is very much in our wheelhouse, but of course this year has been anything but standard or normal, and how do you do a film festival virtually? How do you do a film festival when you're not actually in a theater? We're going to find out exactly how that's going to work and what sort of offerings this year's festival is going to have for us and how we can make the most of them just ahead. Uh, One thing I wanted to say that has nothing to do with politics and has everything to do with music is every once in a while, you know, my other gig, aside from doing the podcast here, is I work at a record store now. I know as a 52-year-old, this is a job I probably should have had as a 23-year-old, but I fucking love it because... No apologies, man. None whatsoever. A, I'm not even vaguely embarrassed about it. I fucking love working at Mill City. No, I know you do. You're perfect. People, for it. I what love a the gift. people I work for there. I love working down in the vault where there's 80,000 albums, many of which I've never heard of, and the constant education and learning experience. But I also love when you come across that unicorn on vinyl that you've never seen on vinyl, even back in the day when it first came out. Because when I first heard this band in the mid-90s, nothing came out on vinyl. There, Vinyl was dead. Other than <laughs> the old school holdovers were like, I'm never selling my vinyl. Nothing new came out on vinyl. There was no such thing as record store day. Vinyl was fucking over. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, it came back. And I thought, this is cool because I always enjoyed vinyl, but it's a fad. There's no way this is going to have any legs or any sustainability. Well, it's got more than sustainability. It is back in a strong way. And what happens is... You know, these rare items come drifting through as people sell their record collections or weird oddities or reissues come up. I found an original pressing of a band that no one's ever heard of. I only know one song by because I used to do an indie show every Sunday night when I worked in radio called Freedom Rock. And I remember getting this band sent to me back the very first year I did Freedom Rock back in 1997, a Canadian indie fuzz pop band, fuzz rock band called Blinker the Star. You familiar with Blinker the Star? No. You got nothing on Blinker the Star. I 
this is what you do to me sometimes. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't even know what era that is. Yeah, so they're Canadian. Uh, again, I can't tell you anything <laughs> about they them. Uh, they're Canadian. Newfoundland, right? Uh, no, no. And Nova Scotia is what you're thinking <laughs> oh, of. But sure. no, they're not from Nova Scotia. That would be Sloan. <laughs> or, you know, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, <laughs> but they, they were a band that I loved this song so much. I think because I like the Frank Black nature of it, but it was so good. And all of a sudden the other day, I was just flipping through the, the racks, just cleaning things up because people come in and they make a mess of all my pretty records that I've spent hours alphabetizing. And I came across this record by Blinker the Star. In fact, just if I can reach back here real quick, da, 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 give me one second. So I'm flipping through, oh, flipping through, nice. flipping through, and all of a sudden I come across their debut, A Bourgeois Kitten. Now, you would look at this if you were flipping through the records and move right past it, right? Yeah, it looks like a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> it does, actually. Well. My friend Samantha. She's not even in the band. She's just on the cover of, of the, this is the band back here. I never heard anything they did afterwards. I couldn't tell you anything about this band, but I was fucking delighted to find this particular record. I immediately went to the front of the store, opened up one of the Technique 12s, and put this particular song and record on, and it just made my fucking day. And so we're going to uh, do it again for all the nice people who are listening here to the Brian Oak Show. This band is Blinker the Star off a of Bourgeois Kit. This is Bluish Boy. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>
That is music from Blinker the Star. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 103. Moments from now, we'll be talking to the program director of Sound Unseen, an incredible music festival, film festival, music film festival that happens every year, originating right here in the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. But first, we want to mention Smart Start MN, the primary sponsor of the Brian Oak Show. They are the originators of Minnesota's Ignition Interlock program, which is basically if you or someone you know has a DUI, you will be stripped of your license. You will be stripped of your rights and rightly so because you made a terrible, terrible decision. Now, does that mean that we should lock you up and throw away the key? No. But does it mean you're going to have some hoops to jump through before you get to act like a normal citizen? Yes. Some of those things can be mitigated. Some of those times can be shortened, and you can be allowed back on the road sooner than you might expect, thanks to Smart Start MN. Yeah, just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. It is the Brian Oak Show. We're going to be joined right now by Richard Gill. He is the program director of Sound Unseen. And Richard, first of all, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm all fired up after that. Uh... It's a good tune, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has like a late Pixies, early Frank Black vibe to it. And I just remember loving it, which is why I got so excited. And then I was like, oh, $17. Fuck, I have $17. Fine, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going right. to let this go. Exactly. Although that's the one thing, the negative I will say about working at a record store is it's sort of a zero-sum game. It's like, you know, you're not getting rich working there. <laughs> and there's some records that you're like, you can't have all the records. You can't have, just like you can't have all the films. So, Richard, before we get into Sound Unseen, how's your pandemic going? Uh, it's going. I mean, yeah. just like everyone else, you're here. I suppose I'm here. I made it out of my house. Look at that. So that's that's something. Okay, look, you baby, know? baby steps, man. That's right, baby yeah. steps. All right, very good. Well, I know that the anticipation you would normally have heading towards Sound Unseen would be different because there would be events, there would be theaters involved, there would be people coming to town, there would be all kinds of things that we don't get to do right now because of a global pandemic. But you're still yeah. moving forward with Sound. Sound Unseen. Before we talk about what it looks like in 2020, tell me where Sound Unseen comes from. When did it start and what is basically uh, an umbrella overview or a mission statement of what Sound Unseen is? Sure. Uh, this is our 21st year. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I knew it's been going on for a while, but that's a while. Yeah, we're legal to drink now. So. <laughs> good for you. That's good. Uh, and it's basically just a film festival with movies that are about music, um, documentaries, narratives, things like that, where music kind of plays the main role. So, I mean, there are a couple of great film festivals that are Mm -hmm. based here in Minnesota. This one, though, routinely, nationally and internationally ranks as one of sort of the cool, coolest niche music film festivals or film festivals in general. But, I mean, you talk about a community that is so rich in music and culture and art. This seems like an ideal place for it. Um, It's been 21 years. Were you there at the beginning? No. This is my... Ooh, sixth or seventh year, okay. I want to say. Very good. And how did you come to Sound Unseen? Um, I used to write for a music website called Switchblade Come mm-hmm. in the, I don't know, mid-2000s. And we would always cover Sound Unseen because we were a music website. We wrote music reviews and movie reviews, and Sound Unseen combined those. So um, Jim, Bar- Jim Brunzel, the festival director, uh, I told him if he ever wanted any help or needed, you know, another person on the staff to let me know and one of the people were moving so he called me up and he was like come on board i was like sweet i'm in 
So when it comes to a film festival, you know, I've talked to other people who work with different film festivals. You obviously want to curate the best and most compelling festival you can. The goal is to get what you deem the best work out there, but also to attract uh, as many people as you can to it. So much like programming anything, especially if it's got a cool element to it, you want to be cool, but you don't want to be too cool for the room. You, I mean, you, yeah. you have to strike that yeah. balance of this is fucking awesome, but also are only three people going to give a shit about this movie, yeah. right? <laughs> Other than the director and two of his friends or whatever the case may be. So when it comes to that, I mean, what would you say the ratio is? How many films get submitted to a film festival like this versus how many make it into the final list of those that will be screened? Uh, well, for this year, for example, we looked at probably uh, about 200 movies and we're playing 25. Okay. So, I mean, so just over t- 10% of them are getting in, which yeah. is good. And you got to sit down and it's probably not up to one person. You all kind of have to screen yeah. them and talk about them and go through them. So over the years, this is a festival that has grown in size and in stature and in recognition. And it is a festival that, you know, having it be music oriented does sort of appeal to a certain crowd. But there are so many music lovers here in Minnesota that obviously it's found a niche, but also music lovers worldwide who enjoy this. Um, before we get to what it looks like this year, you know, in years past, it was, did it happen just at one theater? Did it happen at multiple theaters? What did, before the world went upside down, what did Sound Unseen look like? Uh, we screened at a couple different theaters. Um, the Trilon is always our, like, sort of main hub. Um, we've been with them, God, maybe since they've been open, Right, I want to say. Uh, last and for people who don't know the Trilon, it's southeast Minneapolis. Yeah. It's just the other side of Hiawatha. And although they have recently expanded in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a massive, huge theater. This is a, no, it's, it's a, 90 seats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure with a film festival like this, there must have been plenty of times where it's like if you don't move right away or get your pass early, you're not getting in to see certain screenings. Oh, totally. And in years past, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, we uh, booked this film called Industrial Accident about Wax Tracks Records. Uh, tickets went on sale, sold out. So we we're like, well, we got to put a second one on sale. That sold out. Right. So we had to add a third one. And it was just, you know, there's so few seats that it's like, all right, well, we got to find a place to <laughs> put another screening with Sunday, 11 a.m. Eh, maybe. Sure. And did people show? People showed up, yeah. Of course they went. We sold out all three shows. And Wax Tracks, legendary Chicago yeah. label, which, you know, Ministry is sort of their, you know, I guess would say their, their banner. But, I mean, a lot of other great industrial acts were on there. Uh, was mm-hmm. Skinny Puppy ever Wax Tracks? No, they, Ogre, I think, did some stuff okay. with Wax Tracks, but, like, came FDM and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, revolting cocks, I think. Right, and just all the I mean, organs and stuff. But <laughs> people, I mean, people loved wax tracks. So, and, yeah. and so I love that kind of thing. But then there are also films that come along with someone who. The other thing that I like about these sorts of festivals is I've never heard of this guy, or I've never heard of this scene that someone decides to highlight. And so it's not only a celebration, but it's sort of an exploration too. I mean, you, there's a real opportunity, especially in the hands of a gifted filmmaker, to learn a lot if you're a music yeah. head. Yeah, the, you know, every I, I say every year there's one movie where I watch and I'm like, God, how how have I never gotten into this band before? You know, a couple of years ago it was the Manic Street Preachers doc. I was like, I've you know heard that name forever, but man, what an awesome kick-ass band and see i've heard their name movie and i would recognize a couple songs but british band right yeah and i I know nothing else about them i didn't even realize there was a doc that came out yeah there you go 
time to start paying attention. <laughs> hey, before we yeah. talk about what this year's movie like that might be or what this year's festival looks like, since we can't go into theater, well, we can, but it's really not recommended, and this year's festival will be uh, online, um, let's go ahead and hear some music. I don't like to make it too far into the show or get too long between sure. songs. Every single guest on this show I ask to share something that they love, that means something to them, with no qualifications. I happen to be someone, as much as I like to like maybe give Sean a hard time about his music <laughs> taste or whatever, I don't genuinely believe in something like good music or bad music. If someone draws joy from something they listen to, that makes it a good song. Even if I can't stand the band or whatever, and I'm not saying that's the case here, I'm just saying... That Are you, though? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually not... In fact, you picked out something that I... I'm intimidated by. Uh, I am intimidated by Frank Zappa because, mm. believe it or not, it was a song off uh, Joe's Garage, and I can't remember what it was, Catholic Girls or yeah. something like that. Um, a friend of mine, when I was very young, he had a cool older brother who was a total 70s burnout bro, uh, did things like collect roadkill and boil the skulls in the kitchen and stuff. He was like this. Great guy. He, a, a, tip, a typical <laughs> Man, heavy metal Eagle parking Scout. lot dude. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, this guy was not. <laughs> Scott Agrude, I will never forget you. I remember. Um, but his younger brother, Rob, was my friend, but we would occasionally listen to his records. And, you know, he had some of your good classic rock stuff in there, but he had Frank Zappa. And I remember even from a very young age, listening to Zappa and realizing I'm not smart enough to appreciate what's happening right here. Even when I was young, I'm like, it's weird, it's nerdy, that should be right in my wheelhouse, but yeah. it was smarter than I was. And I think still, even as a fully-ass grown man, I, th I think I think it's t still too smart for me. You've chosen a song by Zappa. I want to know why, and I want to know why this song specifically. Uh, well, uh, we're playing the Frank Zappa documentary at closing night at Sound and Scene this year. And which so one is it? Uh, it's just called Zappa. Okay. Is, you know, is this the one where it's all captured uh, interviews and stuff like that? Um, it's Yeah, it's a lot of interviews. Uh, Alex Winter, the director, worked with Zappa's estate and his family with it, so mm -hmm. got access to all of the archives, wow. which has never been accessed before. Um, so it's, you know, all ex-band members and family members and just friends of his and stuff. Um, and it's it's incredible. And I, I picked this song because it was um, the least offensive Frank Zappa song I could think of. You know on this show that you can swear all you want and you can say anything you want? Yeah, people take Frank Zappa the wrong way sometimes, though, and right. they don't understand that he's taking the piss yeah, out of people right. instead of just... They so. don't even understand what taking the piss means, unfortunately, <laughs> so yes. it's easy to offend someone. Yeah. No, Frank Zappa could, on the surface, seem very frontal and very offensive and mm -hmm. very, well, exactly what you said, but... He was so bright, and he, I, I don't yeah. know if anybody, if you watching document, I've seen a couple documentaries about him. I don't know if there's anybody other than maybe Springsteen who worked at hard, as hard at his craft as Frank Zappa did. This guy was such a deep, intelligent music head and took it all so seriously, even when he seemed wildly farcical. Yeah, and they get into all of that, like the songwriting, and you know, especially towards the end of his life, he was just doing like orchestral stuff and sort of just like totally pushed rock and roll aside and i don't even know if you could call what he did rock and roll to begin with you know it's jazz and just weird funk and just everything 
I know that unless you have a degree in music theory, you don't really understand who Frank Zappa is or what <laughs> he did. True. And yeah. certainly not his musical output, and he still remains too smart for me, but someone I absolutely have respect for. Let's hear a little Frank Zappa, Joe's Garage. This one is live. It's right here on The Brian Oak Show. Yeah, that right there is um, uh, Frank Zappa. So the, I, we tracked down the documentary I was talking about called Eat That Question, where it was there wasn't really a narrative other than his answers to questions from various reporters, talk show hosts, interviewers, uh, interviewers, filmmakers, and then interspersed with live performances. And the thing my big takeaway with Zappa was that he... He was a tireless worker, and in the views of even supposedly educated music heads, he was still seen as sort of a goofy showman or a little bit farcical and never really kind of the actual composer that he was. Like, even a song right there that sounds like, we're just having fun, we're just doing this thing. The guy was dead serious about what he did, even when he was having fun. He was never properly taken seriously. So tell me about this documentary that you have as part of Sound Unseen. Uh, yeah, so like I said, uh, Alex Winter is the director who you might know from, uh, well, most famously Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, I do know that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, he, like I said, he got access to all the archives and the family worked on it with him and they've never really done that before. They've never, you know, trusted someone enough to 
let them into the inner circle, really. And uh, he does an amazing, an amazing job with this movie. And the footage is incredible. I mean, it's footage like back to the beginning of when he was, you know, just a kid, um, kind of starting out playing music and all the like Captain Beefheart stuff and up through the seventies and like eighties, the PMRC trials that he was a big part oh, of. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all in there and they don't, they don't shy away from any of it. So, which is great. Well, the 21st annual sound unseen film and music festival is coming up November 11th through the 15th. And there are virtual screenings happening, but then it'll be available later on as well. And we'll talk about how a film festival is different in the year 2020 than it's ever been before in a moment. But first I do want to mention the good people at Busters on 28th. You know, the reason that the film festival is different this year is because there's a worldwide pandemic. Lots and lots of people coming up on a quarter million people in the United States alone have already died from it. So we've had to change the way we act, the way we interact. And what that means is we're losing a lot of staples. City Pages is gone. Uh, Lots of great restaurants, other small businesses, mom and pop places are gone. And it doesn't just mean like, well, that's going to be a different look for the Twin Cities or for Minnesota or for the world around us. They're gone forever. And of course, the nature of life is changed, but not like this. It's brutal. Busters on 28th is a vital part of the Southeast Minneapolis community, like the trial on that we mentioned earlier. And without your support, they don't continue to exist. They support this show. So we ask that you support them. You can swing by and eat inside or drink inside. They have an amazing, if you're a, like an imported beer person, they're an incredible destination. If you want to just swing by and pick something up, and I believe you can pick up beer and wine to take to your own abode, if you feel safer picking up your food and bringing it back to the Shire, you can do that as well. And, uh, yeah, it was a Tolkien reference. You're welcome. Bringing out a little nerdiness right there. Uh, but Busters in 28, <laughs> they do a great job. They're good people. They continue to support the Brian Oak Show. And we ask that you go check out their menu and patronize them at bustersat28.com. Also, Sean, before we get back into talking about Sound Unseen, um, have you ever sold a home that had its own little, you know, like sometimes you see people's little viewing rooms inside the home, like they've got their own home theater with oh, the big yeah, comfy yeah, yeah. chairs. Yeah, yeah. And you ever move any units like that? Uh I, I've not moved a unit, but I've been to one where you, you go in and just view the, the home, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love this place. This would be so cool, where they have the built-in surround sound. and Well, as a realtor for Edina Realty, you also, I mean, you must be able to just be like, pick and choose, right? Like, ooh, I will take that one. Thank I'm kind of a much. big deal. Yeah, that's I don't what know I've if heard. You knew that. But. Which is why we're bringing it up right now. <laughs> if people are interested in moving, or even thinking about moving, or, uh, you know, they want to sell, they want to buy, how do they get a hold of you? Just stop by the house. <laughs> no, uh, call- Sean will show you a movie. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Goonie screams at, screams every day at two thirty in the yeah, afternoon. I just lock the door, and by the end of it, you'll be you'll be feeling like you want to buy or sell with me. So <laughs> creeper just, alert, man! Just creeper call alert. Just call six one two. This is how my mind works. I shouldn't say stuff that's no. in my mind. Like have especially, an editor, man. Especially when we're trying to advocate for your life. That's true. You're it's all it gonna work. It'll You're all making work it weird. Will it? Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. It is The Brian Oak Show, episode 103. We are joined by Richard Gill, program director for Sound Unseen. So, Richard, this is the 21st year, but this will be unlike any festival that you've done before, whereas people will not be getting together at the Trilon or any other theater. They will be experiencing this online. So, first of all, tell me what's the same from years past. Like, do people still buy badges? Do how, what, what, what things have remained the same? And then in what way aside or maybe including the ultra obvious is it different 
Well, uh, we still have kick-ass movies. Yes. That's that's unchanging. And that that's the core of the whole that's thing, the core, right? That's, that's the, the whole, whole reason bit. we're here. Yep, yes. exactly. Uh, yeah, we still have uh, badges available, which will give you access to all of the movies, all of the special events, and uh, we have some speakers. Um, I was going to say coming in. No one's coming in. Right. Um, we have some speakers we'll be highlighting and some live music, which we're doing. Uh, and so, that will also be virtual, yeah? All virtual. Okay, yeah. very good, right. Yeah. Uh, and then individual tickets go on sale today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly. You can check the website, soundunseen.com. Okay, well, soundunseen.com is a, is a great resource because you also, yeah. the festival isn't the only thing you do all the time. Like, I was looking online. Yeah. You have other, like, film premieres and film showcases that happen throughout the course of a year mm-hmm. that those start at a certain date and then end at a certain date, and there's still a couple from earlier this year that were still active that I saw earlier today. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we, uh, we have this, actually, this is one right up your alley, uh, Vinyl Nation, Go which on. is about <laughs> record stores, uh, record collectors, people enjoy listening to records. They do. Um, we started playing that right before the very first record store day this year, mm-hmm. and we'll be playing it through the end of the end of next month okay very good. Yeah, so, well yeah and record store day this year because the you know record store day had grown to this almost ridiculous thing which i think is a good thing but um where it was such a big deal and it was more it wasn't just about the exclusive or early releases that came out on record store day it was another great community event like a film festival where people there were a lot of people who the only vinyl they bought was on record store day every year you yeah. know and which but it was great because then there would be accompanying outdoor live music or all these different sort of special items that happened. Well, this year, because everything's changed in 2020, they broke it down into three separate days. So they spread out the releases over those. And as a guy who's had a front row seat for the last three record store days that have happened this year, it's worked out just right. Like a lot of people lined up early, but nowhere near the mobs we saw before. But that's what we're trying to avoid, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want mobs, just like you don't want the same 90 to 150 people sitting in the same confined space, even to watch a great film, even to support the festival you just we can't do that right now we have to lock it down we have to be so do you feel and i it's not fair you know because we have so many musicians on this show that are doing virtual performances now but as somebody who loves music as i know you do it's just it's not the same thing to watch it online and I know yeah. that there are people who are cinephiles that it's not the same thing to sit and watch it on your TV or your computer at home as it is to go out in the theater. Yeah. What do you tell people? It's like, nope, this is still going to be an amazing festival. Come and check out the festival. Uh, well, there's stuff, you know, being able to do Q&As with the directors like Alex Winter for the Zappa doc. Um, we probably would not have been able to fly him in, right? bring him out if we were in person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're doing Q&As with... I don't know, probably 75% of the filmmakers. Wow. So that is giving us, you know, that's something we wouldn't be able to do before. So that's nice. Um, the other the other thing that I always think about, too, especially for, like, local artists who are like, well, we're stuck doing these these Zoom or, mm-hmm. or virtual performances, is suddenly the people who are in Antwerp or somewhere else who might be a fan that otherwise might never get a chance to, to participate. Mm-hmm. Now anybody from around the world can drip in and check it out. Well, for this, we're available in Texas and Minnesota Oh, um, for the films. Uh, we expanded to Texas this year. Uh, all the events and Q and A's and stuff are available worldwide. Okay, so, but the other ones are just for release purposes, and oh, that's a whole another yeah. red tape yeah. area, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's been an interesting thing. Like, there's one uh, movie we're playing, this Jose Feliciano doc, that is only available in Minnesota, not in Texas, because they were already doing another festival in Texas. Right. So dealing with that stuff is... So there's a little like bands when they're on tour, like, all right, well, they're going to play in Rochester, so they can't play up in Minneapolis yeah. for, what, six months or eight months yeah. or whatever. Like, well, So you... Oh, that's a lot of needles to thread for something like that. Yeah, it's it's been interesting, you know, and it's again, you know, it's not that big of a deal when you're in person because you right. know, oh, you're going to play Minneapolis and then, you know, Milwaukee, like, oh, you know, that's fine. Can, right. But yeah, it gets weird when you're virtual and anyone has access, so, you know, you got to put up those uh restrictions. Understood. So we're talking about Sound Unseen, and it's got a track record, and something's not around for 21 years without being good at what it is and getting all kinds of accolades. What are some of the films this year that that you're most excited about? Like uh, the Jose Feliciano, again, another name that Mm -hmm. I know well, and I've heard plenty of songs, couldn't tell you anything about his personal life or his career arc, and so I love those kind of documentaries, you know? What are some other things that are happening on on the festival this year that you're excited about? Uh, there's one about Doc Severinsen from The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. who is, you know, I I used to sneak out of bed to watch uh, Johnny Carson with my parents when I was like, oh, yeah. a kid, you know? so <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, and I knew nothing about Doc Severinsen, just that he was like the crazy band dude <laughs> on The Tonight Show. Um, who could but, somehow keep pace with Johnny Carson, yeah, which is no small task. No, Spoiler yeah. alert, he actually thought he was a vampire. No, that's not true. That's wow. not true. I'm sorry. You I just wanted me. to... You I wanted saw to, the movie already? I wanted to kind of just get a little teaser out there. Just kind of get people yeah. going, really, Doc? Spoiler Ever thought he was... For half a second, I thought facial hair. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But the Doc Severinsen one is good? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, the guy is in his 90s, and he's still out there touring and doing it like the guy won't he won't stop you know well good for him yeah it's i mean i'm sure he's not doing it right now but uh yeah you know it's it's incredible to see someone like that and you know someone that i again i knew the name knew who he was knew nothing about him so uh yeah that was it was incredible to see that and we're uh, he's another person that we're doing a q a with so wow really yeah. Like he'll be on a Zoom and so he'll be on a Zoom. When you talk about doing the Q and A, like people who who jump in there, they are able to interact like it was an actual Q and A at a theater. Yeah. I mean it'll be a little different, but yeah, well, yes, you'll be able yes. to ask questions and you know. Uh, you can use just, that raise hand feature. Man, oh, do yeah. I do I love that one. Oh man. <laughs> now, well, see, now here's the thing, like Sorry, I'm as, just an, a jackass an average, an average no, everyday good. Zoom is getting exhausting. Yeah. But the thought of like, oh, Doc Severinsen's gonna be the main guy on the Zoom, that suddenly has a level of appeal for me yeah. that otherwise might not exist there. So talk to me about the practicalities of it. Talk to me about you know, in years past you buy a badge, you got your cool mm-hmm. lanyard, you got your badge, <laughs> you're walking around like you own the place. Like any major musical film or film festival, you know, a badge badge makes a different you can still yeah. get your virtual badge to get into all the stuff right yeah well and this year it's even you know you get more bang for your buck because you know we're not at three different theaters so you have to be like oh well tonight i can only see two movies like, right which ones am i gonna see um now you know you can you could literally watch every single offering that we have so you don't have to is it not airing at one specific time once you get the badge you can go to it and watch it at different times yep all the we have movies opening every single day Mm -hmm. just like in years past uh but they're available for 48 hours so right on yeah 
So, you know, the two movies on Wednesday, you have until Friday to watch them. Okay, wow. Or, you know, that's awesome. every day. And this is November 11th through the, the 15th. 15th. And so, yep. what if something opens on the 15th? Do I still have two days, or at the end of the 15th, is sure that shit do. over? Okay, all right, just <laughs> making sure. Because the last thing I want is people writing me emails like, I was told that I would have 48 hours to watch this. You lied to us. Yeah, well, that's... And if, you, if you've come to the Brian Oak Show for hard-hitting news and actual backupable facts, yeah, you've, you've come to the wrong place. Uh, let's hear another song. Let's hear this one, because this is sure. another band whose name I I've heard a million times and literally couldn't tell you a single thing about this band. Is this band also being featured in the film festival? No, but just like you, me too. Exact same thing. Right. I just started listening to this band this month and I don't know why I never started before because, you know, kind of 80s, that sort of country punk thing. Exactly. Huge replacements fan like you. I'm a big X fan. Yeah. Blasters. All that stuff. Right. And this is the right up that alley. So um, uh, Jason and the Scorchers, again, yeah. I've seen, I can see all the record covers in my head. I've probably heard a f- few songs here and there, have heard about them for 40 years and yeah. know nothing about the band. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about them either. <laughs> Just okay. that they made a ton of kick-ass records in the 80s and early 90s. And uh, yeah, I just started getting into them. Can't stop listening. Fantastic. Stop listening well, now everybody gets to listen to Jason and the Scorchers. Yeah. This song is called White Lies on the Brian Oak Show.
That was badass, and now I have to go on a Jason and the Scorchers kick yeah. because, again, I know next to nothing about Love that. other than cool leather dusters and cool-looking cowboy hats in the 80s, which in the 80s was yeah. not cool, by the way. No, not at all. Americana hadn't happened. You know, no. Alternate country had not. No. It hadn't really even been vaguely thought of yet. Yeah. That was about as Jeff far as... Jeff Tweedy out... was so, like, he was just a baby at yeah, that point. No, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Tweedy was still making the... He was transitioning from drawing the Van Halen symbol on his jeans to the black flag symbol on his jeans like we all were back in the 80s. No, that hadn't happened yet. Jason the Scorchers, that was fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. We're talking to Richard Gill. He's a program director for Sound Unseen. So remind me again, what's the best home base for people to go to start if they want to, A, get a rundown and be like, "Mm, I don't know. Can people buy individual passes to movies or do they need to get themselves a badge for the whole kit and caboodle? Uh, If you go to soundunseen.com you can buy a badge uh individual tickets go on sale november 4th okay um and yeah soundunseen.com is going to be like the place to go for all of the information uh all the screenings uh all the events any information that you need to find out and we will link to that when we post this episode as well so that people can just click on it and not have to think and you can find your way there now so you did say there will be screenings of all these films there Mm -hmm. will be q a's with the directors but you also made some allusion to live music what kind of uh, what are we talking about there yeah so we're doing so we're playing a film called uh bleeding audio which is a documentary about this uh punk band called the matches from the early 2000s and uh our really good friend uh, Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack is going to be doing a Q&A with them. And then the matches will be playing some songs. Justin is going to play some songs. Uh, this band called The, the Knifes uh, is going to play. And then also Andrea Von Camp, which is who is uh, she's in a movie called Molto, Molto Bella, which is also playing at the festival. She's going to play. So that's going to be all online, all, you know, Zoom based. Anyone in the world can watch. Did I see that my former colleague and longtime friend, longer than we worked together, uh, Andrea Swenson, is going to be involved this year? Yes. She is going to be talking to Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Man, Andrea Swenson, uh, you know, whether you're into old school Minnesota music history, any Minnesota music whatsoever, or somebody, she's one of the most well-researched and thoughtful interviewers I've ever listened to in my entire life. Her approach, her awe at her own position and her own circumstance and her her genuine love for everything she does as a public figure i'm i'm humbled by andrea swenson and everything she does i and i I count myself as an unquestioning total fanboy of everything that she does yeah she's great and we are so thrilled that she uh was on board to do this and uh you know we're really excited to have you know we're we're all gogos fans also like how do you so, not be yeah, a Gogo's fan? Exactly. So to get Kathy and then have Andrea, you know, say that, yeah, I'll, I'll 
talk to Kathy Valentine for an hour. Oh, that sounds sweet. I would listen to that for an hour. Soundunseen.com. The Sound Unseen Music Film Festival is happening this year once again. Despite the fact that we can't hang out together, we can all hang out virtually and still enjoy the films, still enjoy the music, still enjoy the camaraderie. Get to Axe. Axe. I really said that. Get to ask <laughs> d- directors that we enjoy and love questions. Um, it's cool. And Richard, thank you very much for coming in, man. It's good to know yeah. that this is still happening. Let's cross our fingers that by this time next year, it doesn't have to be this way. Although it's a realistic possibility that it may still have to be this way. But maybe, just maybe, before I let you yeah. go, are you a vote early, vote day of, or fuck it, I'm not voting because nothing matters and the world is ending kind of guy, Richard? Uh, vote early. Get it out of the way. Good man. Good man. Good. Yeah. Everyone else in this room has voted early. And, um, well, as of today, the day this publishes, it is election day. So fingers crossed that everything's going to be just fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Or there won't yeah. be another show. That's not true. <laughs> no, Thank you for turning into the last show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't Glad say I that. Man. No, I meant, I meant from America, because then you and I agreed to move to Ireland. They're not going to have us. We don't. Nobody wants Americans right now. Not Americans. Us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Richard Gill, thank you very much. SoundUnseen.com is where you get all the details on the festival coming up the 11th through the 15th. Everything you need to know, and you do need to know, and you should check it out and enjoy some music, enjoy some films. Patronize the sponsors. Patronize our sponsors. Busters on 28th, Smart Start MN, Audio Quip. My enduring thanks to the good guys over at Audio Quip and everyone who's contributed to the ongoing existence. The fact that we're even here 103 episodes in is remarkable, too. The Brian Oak Show. Going to play this last song, not for any particular reason. I think maybe it's because I can't take it anymore. I can't take hearing about, I can't take watching any more campaign ads. I can't take hearing about the election. I can't take being stuck at home. I really, really hate not being able to go out for shows. I hate to hear that people keep getting sick. I hate all of it. And I so this song is sort of a palate cleanser. It also reminds me of the before times, which I have to remember occasionally, but also accept the fact that we've moved into the new time. Sean, you take care. I'll see you next time. All right. Sounds good. We'll leave you with the music of a Boston based band called The Explosion. This one is called Out Tonight. Here's to a better tomorrow.